0: All right, welcome to We Talk Health. Uh, I'm Dr. Mike Revel, the medical director of Jackson-Madison County General ER. I'm here along with uh, David Kearns, our office manager, and uh, today we want to talk about sepsis.
1: All right, so tell us in layman's terms, what what is sepsis?
0: Well, sepsis is basically the body's overwhelming response to an infection, basically the, a toxic response. Um, we all get infections. We've all probably had strep throat or the flu or whatever, but sepsis is when your body... Uh, basically overreacts to that infection um, and can kill you, uh, basically.
1: Gotcha. So obviously it's not contagious, right?
0: No, it's it's kind of funny. A lot of people think uh, sepsis is contagious. So if you're visiting somebody in the hospital that's uh, septic, they're not necessarily contagious. Now, I say that with a little bit of a a tongue-in-cheek. Certainly the organism that caused the sepsis uh, could be contagious. So it could be the flu. Uh, Every year somebody uh, uh, dies. uh, Many people die from the flu. Uh, And oftentimes that is through a a sepsis mechanism. So uh, sepsis just in and of itself is not contagious, but the organism that caused it could be.
1: So it's obviously something that anyone could get, right? Not just adults.
0: Right. This is uh, anybody from uh, a very young age, from the neonatal uh, age all the way until until the very old age. Um, A lot of people don't realize uh, Superman uh, actually uh, died of sepsis. uh, after he had his uh, um, injury and and uh, whatnot, that uh, obviously he was not able to get up and be about, and uh, ultimately died, I think, of pneumonia, uh, sepsis from a pneumonia.
1: So I was looking at some uh, a few things about facts: three million children, it says, around the world die of sepsis, and so obviously it's it's very serious here yeah. in our ER. What would you say? You know, is it something we see? daily or potential for daily?
0: Absolutely, yeah. We, we see patients that uh, uh, certainly we're either ruling out for sepsis or admitting for sepsis uh, here in the ER every day. In fact, studies show there's 270,000 deaths uh, alone uh, in the United States, and that's actually more than deaths from opioids, breast cancer, and prostate cancer all combined. So 8 million people globally, uh, not as many in the U.S. because we have access to antibiotics and uh, uh, can treat this uh, appropriately.
1: So like most things, it is obviously early detection. Uh, What are some of the symptoms uh, that, you know, like I said, the layperson would uh, maybe look for and whether it's adults or children? And I guess you could maybe tell us, too, if it's are the symptoms different, whether it's an adult or a child, different things to look for.
0: Well, some of the ways we diagnose sepsis are, are based on things that you couldn't necessarily say or, or do at home. Um, certainly a blood pressure would be one thing you could take at home, but not everybody has a blood pressure cuff. But uh, it begins as just a simple infection. could be a sore throat, uh, uh, chills, uh, fever. Uh, it's kind of hard to be septic without a fever. Uh, if uh, you know have any kind of change in your mental status, you have an infection, you're just not feeling better. Um, even if you've been treated, that's one of the more difficult things. If you've been partially treated um, with an antibiotic, saw your doctor, um, you know, any kind of urgent care type situation, uh, got an injection, but still not better, uh, you want to think about sepsis. In fact, we encourage people to, uh, um, to, when they come into the ER, if they're concerned about sepsis, to actually say, you know, am I septic? Could I be septic? Uh, have you thought about sepsis? Um, we as physicians, nurse practitioners, uh, physician assistants, uh, like to include everything in our differential diagnosis, um, and there may be a situation where you don't need to be worried about sepsis. Maybe it's just a simple strep throat, but uh, certainly by asking your provider about that is a is, is thing to do. Um, s- with symptoms of sepsis, it's all about time. Um, We need to know, uh, and time is just a mnemonic, T-I-M-E, T uh, T is for temperature, I is for infection, M is mental decline, and E is extremely ill. So if you have a higher than normal temperature, uh, which is 100.4 or greater, um, any other signs and symptoms of infection, uh, confused, sleepy would be the mental decline, uh, difficult to arouse, um, and then just feel like you're not going to do well, feel like you might die or in severe pain or discomfort, then you want to think about sepsis. Uh, so when you look at kids, you know, kids are not immune uh, from sepsis by any means. Uh, in fact, it's probably um, about 75,000 of the 270,000 I mentioned uh, of, sept- of deaths uh, from sepsis are in kids. And so any kid who is feeling abnormally cold to touch, and you know, we talk about fever, but a, a child who feels cool, uh, you want to think about sepsis if his skin is mottled or has a very pale skin, or a rash that doesn't fade uh, when you when you press it. A lot of times we talk about blanchable or non-blanchable rashes. So uh, a non-blanchable rash or a rash that doesn't fade when you mash on it uh, is very concerned. If they're breathing faster than normal, if they have a seizure, uh, or as we said before, mental status change, difficult to arouse or difficult to wake up, uh, time is very critical. You know, when we talk about sepsis, uh, tons of studies out there uh, about you know what the best drug is, what the best treatment is, and the one thing that has by far shown to be the, the best treatment for sepsis is early antibiotics. Um, the faster we get antibiotics in you, the better. There's fluid resuscitation, so IV fluids and things that we need to give. Um, there are lab tests and blood cultures and all those things that we we use to to treat uh, and, and to cater our treatment for the septic patient. But the one thing that we can do. Uh, is get antibiotics in quicker when they're indicated. Naturally, we want to be good stewards of our antibiotic use, but if you meet the criteria for sepsis, the faster we can get antibiotics into you, the better. In fact, our goal is to get those antibiotics within an hour of the time you present here to the ER. So that gives us time to see you, triage you, uh, obtain some of those baseline labs that we can use to determine if you're septic or not, and uh, get those antibiotics in quickly.
1: So based on your experience, um, would you... What percentage, I guess, maybe it was a way to ask of, of our patients that come through, if there is that early detection, uh, I mean, would you be able to put a number on that? How their chances of survival, I guess, is a better way of asking. Um, the yeah, earlier detection is.
0: Right, and the the earlier detected, the higher survive, the survivability is. Um, so, the, and, the, and, again, that's based on the faster you get antibiotics because that is a treatment for sepsis. Um, there's no certain antibiotic because the sepsis can come from anywhere. If it comes from the urogenital tract, it needs a certain type of antibiotic. If it comes from the pulmonary tract, the lungs, uh, you need a different type of antibiotic. If it comes from the GI tract, you may need a, uh, yet an, another type of antibiotic, and you may need more than one antibiotic. Uh, and the confusing thing about uh, sepsis is there is no, you know, just one test um, for sepsis. Uh, there's not a, a lab test I can come in and do. You know, if I want to diagnose anemia, then I get a complete blood count, and if your blood count's low, boom, that's that's easy to make a diagnosis. If you're having a heart attack, I can look at your EKG, and that's a one test I can do to, to for a heart attack. For a stroke, again, it's a clinical exam and a CAT scan of your brain. There's not a a simple test for sepsis. There's not one lab test. We we do use labs. We use blood cultures. We use lactic acid. uh, We use your blood pressure and other signs and symptoms to test for that uh, and to screen you for sepsis. But certainly, there is no you know rapid strep test for sepsis per se.
1: So if I'm presented here to the ER, I come in the front into triage. Um, Let's say our nursing staff what what questions would they typically pose that would say um, would alert say a, a sepsis alert? What what things is that nurse looking for to, to start that process from the get go?
0: Sure. That's a great question. We look for, uh, signs and symptoms of infection, obviously to start with, uh, and have you been treated recently for an infection? Uh, they're going to ask about fever, uh, and the method that you use to detect that with kids. Um, you know, we've got a lot of fever detection devices out there on the market. Um, you know, the gold standard for kids, especially small kids, uh, children, you know, less than a year of age, uh, is a rectal temperature. Um, and, uh, Temporal scans and the um, underarm scans and things like that are, are, are good, at least as a screening tool, but uh, the gold standard is to, to, to use a, a rectal thermometer, uh, which is what we'll do when you get here to the ER, if you're a child. You don't have to face that if you're an adult, fortunately. Uh, we can do that, that uh, orally uh, the way we would. Uh, anyone else. But they're going to be asking questions like that, uh, asking questions about your immune response. Do you have an immune-related disorder? Are you on medication that could affect your immune system, such as a transplant patient or HIV or things of that nature that would affect your ability to respond to an infection? Uh, Certain medications that you're on, have you been on steroids recently, uh, that would impair your ability to, to fight an infection? Um, recent surgery. Yeah, exactly. Recent surgery. uh, Have you been septic before? Uh, Studies do show that if you've been septic once, the chances of you becoming that way are are, are greater in the future. September is National Sepsis Mm -hmm. Month. Uh, So if you remember September, uh, always look for sepsis. Um, So uh, those words begin the same. So I think that's why they picked September for sepsis month. Um, um, So you know, look out for these symptoms if you see one of those uh, symptoms we talked about with children. Um, in addition, maybe they're not eating or they're having repeated vomiting. Uh, or a big thing with kids, uh, especially since most of them wear diapers, we keep up with their urine output by knowing how many diapers, wet diapers we had to change. And so um, kids uh, usually tell us when they're going to the bathroom when they're older, or we can ask them uh, if they haven't been in you know, 12 hours, and that's a problem. They could be dehydrated. It could even be septic.
1: Are there things that we can do to um, to maybe be prepared? and Might say get ahead of sepsis <clears> in regards to if you know if we've had surgery um, or you know have open cuts and wounds. Is there anything we can do to
0: sure, absolutely. You With know, that, absolutely. We've talked a lot about you know how to how to recognize it uh, and how we treat it uh, once you're here in the hospital to IV antibiotics. But certainly, uh, knowing your risk factors uh, and prevention uh, is a big thing. Um, Talk to your doctor about the medicines you're on to make sure that you know uh, whether or not they could affect your immune system, and if you need to have that. If you've had certain surgeries, let's like say a splenectomy, um, you're at higher risk for certain types of sepsis because you don't have a spleen. The spleen's kind of a big lymph node in our body, if you will, that that, that uh, filters our blood for infection. Um, you want to make sure you practice good hand hygiene. Um, you know, we all uh, probably don't wash our hands enough. Um, uh, in the out of hospital setting and you know, then pick our nose or other areas and, uh, um, um, wound up, uh, getting an infection that, that we shouldn't have. Um, and again, if you, su- the biggest thing is if you suspect any of these symptoms, uh, if you suspect you have seps- sepsis, you want to act fast, uh, get to a medical provider where you can, uh, ask the right questions. They're going to ask you questions, let them know you're concerned about sepsis and, uh, and go from there. The big campaign is to get the word out. There's a study out that shows only about 65 percent of, of Americans have ever even heard of the word sepsis, much less uh, can give a definition or know what it is.
1: I would agree. I think that most people um, know the word; they recognize the word, but don't really really know what what it means. They know obviously that it's life threatening, and well,
0: uh, one one of the, the on the sepsis website it, it says that you know 72 of people can identify you know stroke or heart attack symptoms. But only twelve percent uh, can identify sepsis symptoms. So, hopefully, after listening today, you'll be able to to recognize and, and define sepsis uh, as an overwhelming uh, uh, body's overwhelming response to an infection um, that can lead to tissue damage, organ failure, and ultimately death.
1: One thing that I read was uh, someone had posed the question: "You know, anyone can get an infection." And almost any infection can lead to sepsis. The question was asked about a family member, an elderly family member that had diabetes, uh, chronic conditions such as that. Uh, are those people at higher risk?
0: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, the more comorbidities you have is what we like to say in medicine. Um, so the more diseases, I guess you'd say. Um, uh, diabetics, certainly, uh, immune system is compromised a, a bit, um, um, you know, they don't have as good of blood flow peripherally and can't feel things. Uh, diabetic foot ulcers is, is, a, is a cause of sepsis, um, uh, one of the many causes. Uh, as you mentioned, that you can get it from any source. It uh, doesn't have to be one thing in particular, but uh, the more medical problems you have, and as we said before, that's one of the things you want to ask about your doctor. You know, am I at increased risk for sepsis? Um, and if so, why, and, and what do I need to tell a health care provider who may not be familiar with, with their um, health status?
1: And we definitely have uh, more resources available regarding sepsis. Uh, our physicians group, which is emergency medical care facilities, at their website, which is emcfpc.org. Again, it's just short for emergency medical care facilities, pc.org. Uh, you can click on there. There's uh, several resources on there uh, that will uh, obviously sepsis. Google it, get lots of information as well, but that will uh, link you to some resources as a, just as a patient and also as a provider.
0: All right, so that about sums it up for sepsis. Just want you to realize it's uh, the number one leading cause of death in hospitals. Uh, it's a leading cause of hospital readmissions, uh, and it's the biggest cost to hospitals um, per year. So uh, want to make sure you're aware of the signs and symptoms of sepsis and realize it's your body's uh, toxic response to an infection. Uh, not every infection uh, becomes septic, but you certainly want to be aware of the signs and symptoms and notify your provider of such. Uh, Thanks for listening to us today on We Talk Health.